0: Everybody, how is everyone doing? Uh, it's hump day. Hump day.
1: What up? Hump the day, hump the week, and slither on through.
0: That's weird. This is two girls, <laughs> one ghost. <laughs> two girls, one ghost. And we are your hosts. We're your ghosts. <laughs> We're your ghosts.
1: Um, well, we do have some. We don't know their names, but we are your ghostesses, Corinne and Sabrina. Um, also. This is an encounters episode. So you email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com, and we read them and then we read them back to you and here we are. This
0: is what we're doing. So let's just let's just get going. Let's just okay. do it right now. Okay. Okay, so, well, first things first, we do have some new live shows on the schedule, so we have Boston, we have Nashville, and we are recording this episode a little bit early, so maybe by the time this comes out, we'll have more, so be sure to follow us on social media, because that's where we post all of our stuff. We also have a website, which will always have our most uh, up-to-date tour (laughs) schedule, whatever you want to call it, I don't know, we've never done this before. Our up-to-date shit. Our up-to-date shit. So... For this encounters, I decided I should read a couple of the emails from people who Mm. went and saw us at our first Hollywood improv live show Uh in Los Angeles back in January.
1: That was a smart idea.
0: Ding da ding. Okay, so first we have Veronica's email. It's about her haunted apartment. (gasps) Hello, ghouls. I met you ghostesses with the mostesses Mm. at the meet and greet at the Hollywood Improv. I was with my friend Brianna and we mentioned to you how my apartment is haunted. I remember this. We were like, you must email us. Yeah.
1: Well, that was the best thing about the meet and greet is that we just asked everyone who we hugged and took photos with. We're like,
0: tell us your ghost stories. On a scale of one to haunted. Will I take something home with me? Should we be touching you right now? Uh, so I'll get right to it. I live in Glendora, California, and unusual stuff has always occurred around me for as long as I can remember. My sister believes that the women in our family might be sensitive, and I've had three psychics tell me I open portals, what? which might be why I get moments or days of activity in my apartment, and some days it's peaceful.
1: Can you imagine opening portals just like casually? Like, oh shit, That's your I opened secret another power. portal. You open your microwave, you're trying to microwave soup and all of a sudden a portal opens and like all these ghosts a are coming out of your just microwave. just
0: reaches out and grabs your wrist and tries to pull you in the microwave. Drags you in. That's what I imagine. So me and my roommate, who was also my best friend, moved in August 2017. At the time, I was dating this guy and I was always at his house and sometimes I was gone for a few days. However, whenever I would come home and see my roommate, she would always ask if I could stay home. When asking why, she would tell me that she would hear people talking in my room, and whenever she would go to check to see if I had come home, no one was there. Whoa. This happened to her a couple times. The worst was when we were both home, and were both in our rooms, and she went to bed early around nine p.m. and all of a sudden I heard a scream from her room. She runs into my room and looks like she's on the verge of tears, and I'm freaked out, and I ask her what the <laughs> hell happened. And she tells me that she thought she saw a shadow figure in the corner of her room and felt uneasy. But once it started moving was when she screamed and ran out. Whoa. There was other stuff that happened to her, but she won't talk about it. Wait, that's so scary. Oh, my God. It was different for me, though. Some of the activity happened in the daytime. One being that sometimes whenever I was in the kitchen, I would always feel like I was being watched.
1: See the microwave. I'm telling you.
0: It's the microwave. Everybody go throw out your microwave. Don't do it. <laughs> Keep your Portals. microwave. I don't know. Recycle it. Turn it into necklaces. And then necklaces? give them out to everyone at your church, and then suddenly everyone's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I would always feel like I was being watched, always from the living room. And the weird part is, whenever I was being watched, I got the feeling of being rushed or anxiety filled. It still happens to this day, but not as much as compared to when I first moved in. This one time, the watching felt so intense that I literally turned around and yelled, what? Just to see that no one was there. Uh, I love it. Like, take a picture. It'll last longer. Yeah.
1: I just like (laughs) annoyed. Like, stop staring at me.
0: This one time when I was talking to my mom on the phone, our phone call was suddenly interrupted by what sounded like a woman's voice that was very breathy and dragging along with some weird noises. Given this is happening at the same time that my mom is talking to me, the woman says, I know what you did. (gasps) And that was it. The call went back to normal. Holy crap. What? (laughs) My mom was still talking about whatever she was talking about. And I started crying and told her to stop. And I asked my mom if she heard that lady's voice. And she said no and was very weirded out. (laughs) I tried to ignore it and tried to rationalize and just continue our conversation. And I'll say one more thing because this is turning into an essay. <laughs> but this one time I was laying in bed scrolling through my phone and I thought I felt something on my foot. Oh, no. That's the worst. It's like grabbing your toes. Mm-hmm. As I was looking down to see what it, I felt, something ran up <gasps> my leg to no, my groin. No, 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 no. I screamed and I jumped out of bed thinking maybe it was a bug. That's what I would think, too. I would think spider. I was scrambling on my bed trying to find a spider or something. I found nothing. And the weird thing about this experience is it didn't feel like anything small. It felt like it was either an animal or something running up my leg. And it was fast. I don't like it. I have a theory that this could be a ghost animal. But I don't know if that's what I want to believe Another theory is that it was a male presence. I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt like it was oh. male. There has been some other spooky stuff recently, but I'll save that for another email. I love your podcast and I feel honored to have met you and keep up with the ghost. Good work. Always, Veronica. Uh,
1: I hate whatever was crawling on her. That scares me.
0: It actually... It, so it gave me a little bit of PTSD when I first read this because... I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I used to have, I had like three recurring nightmares as a child, mm-hmm. like three of them. I know I told you about the one with the conveyor belt and the parents going through and getting chom- yep. chopped up.
1: Yep, that's scary.
0: Yeah, it's messed up. But one of the other ones that I had, and it felt so real, was of a of a pregnant woman who was laying in bed and she, you know those um, little wind up teeth? Like go like, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha,
1: uh-huh. the chomping yeah, yeah, teeth yeah, yeah.
0: things, I would have a dream that one of them would start by her foot and move <clears throat> up her leg and start clipping on her, and then uh-huh. all the, all these other ones would appear and just start attacking this pregnant woman while she was, like, trying to sleep in oh
1: her Oh, my bed. gosh.
0: And that's what this reminds me of. Yeah, but the fact that it's, like,
1: ooh, just, like, running up her leg really fast. Like
0: or, like the Adams Family, just the hand. The hand yeah.
1: Going, brrr, oh, I don't like it. Because furry animals, I don't know, they'd like snuggle, but they wouldn't like run up your leg in a weird way like that.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, squirrels, maybe. But yeah, it's just freaky. It's like, what the heck is
1: that? Wait, have you seen someone posted on our Facebook page, but it's a photo of a cat, but that has like eight legs to look like a spider. It's like a spider cat.
0: Yeah, so someone photoshopped it.
1: Yeah, it's a Photoshop one. And they were like, Sabrina, how do you feel about this? And I was like, I'm so, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so conflicted. I want to run I saw that scream. you were like, yeah,
0: I don't know how I feel.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, it was so cute, but so terrifying at the same time. so terrifying. So
0: Veronica and her roommate slash best friend will hear voices in mm. Veronica's room. That's and that part reminded me of my, do you remember where I lived junior year? Or, sorry, sophomore year. Uh huh. And it was two dorm rooms connected by a bathroom. And when Marissa Mm -hmm. and Brianna would be in their room and Jenny and I would be gone, they would hear people talking in our room. And then if Jenny and I were in our room and Marissa and Brianna were gone, we would hear the same, like, females talking in the other room.
1: That's so weird.
0: Yeah, but it was usually just when one person, when it was just one person, so if, like, just Brianna was in or just right. Jenny was in, you'd hear, you'd think everyone was gathered in the other room hanging out. And so you'd walk That's over so and then weird. you'd be standing alone in an empty room where you just heard voices.
1: You're learning. Why?
0: What do they want with you? I don't know. To be friends, maybe? It's
1: <laughs> a good way to think of it.
0: Hang out with me.
1: <laughs> um, okay. I have one from Erin. And she says, a bittersweet ghost in a dream situation. And she goes, I sent this to an address without the podcast at the end. Awkward. Oops. (laughs) Hi, Corinne Corinne and Sabrina. I'm listening to your dream episode right now and have one mostly happy dream that I think about pretty frequently because it was so vivid and meaningful and also very weird. And it starts off sad and I'm sorry. So one of my dad's best friends passed away on 9-11 He was in the impact zone of the South Tower, and my family lost a few people that day, but this man was the most impactful for me personally. Him and his family were a big part of my life growing up, and it sounds like you guys might be from the New York City area, so I'm deeply sorry if you have lost anyone that day as well. A few days before 9-11, I had a dream, and my dad's friend was in it. I woke up the next day just knowing something bad happened to him in the dream, and it left me feeling really off. I was eight at the time, so I didn't say anything. That Sunday at Mass, we saw him, and he was very quiet and solemn, whereas he usually was super outgoing, and I remember thinking to myself, okay, now I know something bad is going to happen to Mr. Mahoney, not his real last name. It was all just a bad omen, and I couldn't stop thinking about it, but he'd left church before Mass ended, and we didn't see him again. He was then murdered that Tuesday. My dad was very distraught over it as everyone else in the area obviously was. He spent his days after biking into the city from New Jersey and going to every hospital and Red Cross tent looking for him and the other dads missing from our community. The event really uprooted our lives and we ended up moving and I've never been able to forget about Mr. Mahoney. Growing up, I thought about him at least once a week and a lot of times more than that because I think that being so young when it happened and having that dream, I felt responsible for Mr. Mahoney being there when the plane came in. Irrational, I know, but it is what it is. I was always worried that he wasn't safe wherever he was on the other side. Flash forward to two years ago, I was 21 and a senior in college, and I'd been having a lot of dreams about my own father passing away, which is horrifying. I'd wake up sweating and crying and would have to call him immediately to make sure he was okay. And after a few months of having these dreams on and off, I had a dream about Mr. Mahoney that was so weird. I was at my dad's funeral, which for some reason was in a gas station in Minimart. LOL, we're so classy. I mean, good snacks. His casket was there. My whole family was there and crying. And I was too. And then I look up and the ghosts of Mr. Mahoney and my dad were standing next to the casket just talking. So I stand up and follow them around the store as they talk, just catching up. And then the three of us sit down together. And most of the dream is me listening while they talk about nothing in particular just catching up. They don't acknowledge me this whole time, Like they don't even know anyone else is there. And I wake up crying again and was literally shaken, but felt such a sudden rush of calm. Like all the worrying I'd done about Mr. Mahoney in the past 15 years was over. I called my dad and told him about the dream. And he tells me he also had a dream about Mr. Mahoney a few days before where they were just catching up and he woke up feeling very calm so basically, the same dream minus the gas station, mini mart, and me looking on, like I was looking both, like I was looking both of our dreams fused some together somehow. He said, "I think he wants us to know he's safe and at peace," which, let me say, is a very out of character thing for my dad to say. I could tell the vividness and the feeling that Mister Mahoney was there had rattled him too. I felt exactly the same way. It was such a weird dream, but when I woke up, I knew he was okay and that my dad was going to be okay too. It makes no sense considering the setting of the dream, but I also really felt at peace. I now only think about Mr. Mahoney when I see his son's post on Facebook or on the anniversary every year, which is good. I sincerely feel like he's in a good place now and no longer really needs the prayers. Thought you guys might want to hear a mostly happy dream or at least one with a positive resolution. Love the podcast. You guys do a great job. You should get a psychic on the show to help you process the scary dreams you've had because shit, man. Okay. Thanks, Erin.
0: Okay. It's always interesting when people have dreams that are kind of synced up in terms of whether it's like the same exact dream or people just having yeah visitations from the same person around the same time. It just makes it so real, you know? Right.
1: Right. Yeah, Like I if every
0: you were questioning whether it was some sort of kind of sign or like a, hey, I'm here, like this dream might not make complete sense, but I'm just letting you know in the most benign way that I'm right. okay.
1: It also makes me wonder because it's clear she was worrying about her dad. I mean, she was having these like terrifying dreams of him dying, which is so scary, but it makes me think like she was worrying so much about him, which maybe she was worrying about him because he, like she felt – his concern for Mr. Mahoney you know like they both were like is he okay is he in a better place and so Mr. Mahoney helped bring this dream together so that Erin knew her dad would be okay and they both knew that he would be okay yeah it's just magical that the, the it realm is. of spirits and how they contact us is magical
0: and you never know when someone will come in and yeah. help you out like, there are just plenty of anxieties that people have every day. But when will the spirit decide, like, oh, this is this is important. I need to just, you know, interfere a little bit here.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't know. I also wonder if, like, the funeral aspect of her dream was, was – it had nothing to do with his imminent death, but more of, like, when he does pass away, when it is his time, Mr. Mahoney will be there and they'll be reunited in, like, their – their ghostly lives
0: i I just can't even sometimes <laughs> i can't wrap my mind around
1: the magic these things
0: yeah the yeah. magic it really is all right should i read another one i guess another one i wish i was rich too for saying dj khaled over music that would be that would be wonderful why didn't i think of that
1: It's like, why didn't I
0: think that everyone would need cardboard boxes like Robert Kraft? Ugh. (laughs) Okay. This is from Nicolette. Hello, Corinne and Sabrina. I came across your podcast because I have a fascination with social media marketing and you guys are killing it. Oh, wow. That is a compliment. I'm a salon owner in San Diego and I listen to your podcast on my 30-minute drive to work every day. It makes me late because I sit at the edge of my seat, listening to your well-gathered <laughs> stories in the parking lot, and hate not knowing the end. Oh,
1: that's so funny!
0: <laughs> so I totally went to your Hollywood show. My husband and I drove the two hours there and back, and oh. arrived home at 1.30 a.m. Lol, that's we are so fans, nice. and on a Sunday that's night too. So nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, a brief history of my mom: she's hella psychic and clairvoyant. It's kind of a pain in the butt for both of us. (laughs) She was in and out of foster homes all through her childhood because she would predict deaths and car accidents to her multiple foster families, each one coming true. Each family sending her back out of fear. Whoa. Oh, my God. So she said them out loud. Oh, wow. Yeah, she would seem like a.
1: That's so wild.
0: That's really wild. That's a movie, Sabrina. Yeah.
1: Thank you, I'll read it. Yeah. Do you want to be an actress again and star in it?
0: Sure, but I only... I'd want no more than five lines.
1: (laughs) So you won't star in it?
0: I'll be a silent supporter.
1: Or I'll be like a quiet place and the only talking is five lines.
0: Perfect. That would be my ideal acting. Okay, great. Her life was a tough one until the day she decided to keep it to herself. And from about 13 on, she had one group home that kept her until she was 18. She saved money living on the streets... And working at bowling alleys in New Mexico. She bought a ticket to California at 21, and then at 24, she had me. <laughs> By the time I was eight, I started to see her abilities. She would know things I thought or did, and she would bust me for things I was contemplating doing. Wait a second, my mom does that too.
1: That's awesome.
0: She says, basically, I was always in trouble, lol. <laughs> By the time I was 14, it was just part of our lives. And at 15, we moved into a house in San Diego. It was there that a particular ghost, a female, started hanging around my mom. She mentioned it to me because the following happened. My mom is six feet tall, thin, with long, thick, dark hair. P.S. I got none of those (laughs) jeans. She would always check on me in the night by peeking into my doorway. It would wake me up and I would scream, Mom, oh my God. (laughs) It would always scare the crap out of me. One night, I was fast asleep and I felt her peek in at me and I opened my eyes to scream, Mom, what the fuck? But the woman looking in was short, not as thin, but also dark haired. She was quickly gone and it sent chills all over me. Actually, that's happening right now as I'm writing this. Cringe. I laid there freaked until I finally fell asleep. And I told my mom the next morning, and she was like, oh, yeah, I saw her the day we moved in. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was walking by the sliding glass door and saw my reflection and hers behind me. If you ever see her, just say, you're not welcome around me. Leave me alone. And she won't come around. She's harmless. Oh, oh my gosh. Ugh great so i basically by habit said it every night and i didn't see her for a solid two years
1: i just like the idea that like your her night night ritual is brush teeth change into pajamas wash face tell the ghost
0: not to bother me please don't talk to me please don't touch me please don't talk to me please don't touch me (laughs) oh gosh we moved to a different house 20 miles west of our prior home and at 17 years old i was a mess my poor mom was so sad I would sneak out, I would drink a bunch, I did drugs, and I would be a little too friendly with the local boys. One night, I snuck back into my home through my window, a little tipsy. I needed a glass of water, and I was so damn thirsty, but my mom's door was right across from mine, and I put on some jammies, and I took off my makeup, just in case she woke up and saw me creeping to the kitchen. I left the lights off, and I tiptoed down the hallway towards the precious Britta, And that's when I bumped into her. Her face, very pale, and at my height, literally touched mine. Her hair actually caressed my lips. Oh! She looked pissed. I freaking screamed my head off and said, leave me alone. You're not welcome here. Oh, my God. And my mom came out and turned the hall lights on. I looked toward my mom and then back at the ghost, but she was gone. What the hell are you doing? My mom asked, and I said nothing, and I ran back into my room and crawled into my bed, and I forgot all about my very dry throat. Yep, as you would. I, I took it as a sign. This ghost lady cared about my mom. She's been by her side for a while, and she hated seeing my mom so upset. She was showing herself to me maybe as a threat, not worth finding out. I cleaned up my act, not to say I was perfect, but I stopped sneaking in and out, and I started telling my mom where I was going every night.
1: Even though I bet you her mom already knew.
0: You think? Well, she said that her mom always knew what she was going to do and think. Oh, the clairvoyance thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. I was going to say I don't think so (laughs) before I remembered that part because I remember when I was growing up, so many of my friends would lie to their parents and I told my parents, I said, I'll either tell you where I'm going and you'll know or if you say no, I'll just lie about it like everyone else does and then you won't actually know where I am. Uh yeah and Honesty. like oh, it was a yeah. good policy
1: my friend or my sister's friend would lie to her mom about it all the time and t- and she would tell her mom that she was staying at my house, and her mom would call my mom to like double check and my mom was like, This is so unfair. this girl needs to stop lying and putting it on me,
0: yeah, well, and your mom shouldn't lie for anyone no
1: she I mean she didn't, but like it's just like stop telling yeah. your mom that you're here.
0: I know. And looking back, it was so like, ooh, like all my friends lie about where they are. But what were we doing? It was like, oh, we're just going over to like someone else's house whose parents are home. Like (laughs) they could easily just tell our parents that we're there.
1: But it's the alcohol. I think it's the drinking and like, you know, you're not supposed to do
0: it. Honestly half the time there wasn't even alcohol there i don't know why my friends would lie to their parents it was just (laughs) like we'd go hang out with boys for like two hours and then we'd all go home to where we were supposed to be sleeping
1: oh my gosh
0: (laughs) it didn't make sense but whatever okay um so that's my story. I never saw her again, and my mom really hasn't either. I'll ask my mom if she wants to share any of her childhood experiences via email with you guys. She's got some good ones. Peace, mm-hmm. love, and see you on the other side, Nicolette.
1: Wow. I mean, it, as scary as that ghost is, which is really scary, she kind of seems like a motherly where where were you and then checking in on her as yeah. she's sleeping.
0: Yeah, I liked that, too, that she kind of whipped around the corner and was like, oh, yeah, you're not going to get away with this this easily.
1: Nope. Not today. Okay. I have one last little small one to end it with. Hey, Corinne and Sabrina. First off, I wanted to say that I really love your guys' podcast. I listen to it while doing homework as well as in my spare time, and I've become addicted in a good way, of course. I share Corinne's fun, (laughs) fun sense of humor and Sabrina's love of cats. Speaking of cats... I believe that one of my cats, Mo, may be a reincarnation of my great-uncle. Long story short, we found him at my uncle's funeral. No collar, and later the vet said he didn't have a microchip either. What convinces me that he may be my great-uncle is that he has a very similar personality and loves junk food. My uncle loved cats, and Mo is especially attached to my mom, which is interesting because she wasn't super close to her uncle, but I suspect that he may be trying to catch up for lost time. Other than that, my mom's cousins, his daughters, have encountered other cats and crows right by his gravestone when they visit it. A coincidence? I think not. Hope you enjoyed my little story. Uh, if you want, I can send you a picture of Mo if you would like. I would. And she says, keep up the good work and have a good rest of your day. Sincerely, Svea.
0: I totally believe that it is the reincarnation of the great uncle. I love thinking that because I also, I mean, I've said it before that I, I do think reincarnation has something to it. And I definitely believe in traveling souls. Mm-hmm. And so I like to think that her great uncle perhaps still wanted to be in her life, but it knew that they were supposed to be some sort of other pair in the following life. And so he yeah. couldn't really live, had a whole human life again. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll just go back as the cat. Be a cat. And then also like the fact that he was at the funeral.
1: Like they found the cat at the funeral. That's like so sweet and cute and That's so sweet.
0: It's gotta be a sign, right?
1: Yeah. And she said that her mom's cousins, which is her uncles' daughters, have seen other cats and crows at his gravestone. So like I think that's his that's his marker. Like he loves
0: It cats. really does it really does make me I mean, crows, well, I don't really know the difference between crows and ravens. I've looked it up like five times because I always wonder it and then I forget. There's a whole
1: ologies episode about crows
0: and they talk about the difference. The only episode of ologies that every single fact truly stuck with me was the one about bees. And then I was like, should I have been a beekeeper?
1: The one that (laughs) really stuck with me was the sea turtle one and how they have really big schlongs. And so, yesterday when we were all out together, we got into this long conversation about animal genitals. And I had to show everyone a picture of sea turtles because it, ologies made me Google it for way too long.
0: If there's been a few episodes of what, oh God, what creature was it? Is it like a slug or something that has, yeah, their areas are, um, mm-hmm. their endowment is. Do a little Google plentiful. search for
1: yourselves. It's fascinating. and
0: they they're a blue whales is eight feet long man oh man but my point was (laughs) is that if crows are arriving to his gravestone i think crows and ravens are quite intelligent right so you would think that it's definitely something if like that's the particular site that they're choosing to go to man oh man you guys if you have stories you should email them to us our email is two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com and then please rate and review us on iTunes. It
1: means a lot and it takes just a minute. Just say boo or like great. That's all you don't need to write like a novel to us. Just give us a five star. And um, you can support us by Patreon or through Patreon and
0: also buying merch. Yes. And hopefully we'll have some new merch in the near future and you guys can uh, wear them to our live shows. Yeah. And then um, social media. Follow us on social media. And we will see, see you on, on the other, other side. Very soon.